back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, my name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan. Hello. And Matt Van Milligan. Welcome Hi. to you guys. Thank You're you. just uh, sharing drinks here. On the <laughs> yeah, I realized his drink was on this side <laughs> of the table. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're in the season of Lent, and a lot of people I know uh, are uh, looking at their social media use for the Lenten season. Uh, and I mean, I think it's a really good thing to do. We were talking last episode about how sometimes it just overtakes our mm-hmm. our rhythm of life, and we don't even realize how much time it takes, right? So uh, it's interesting because just a few weeks ago, the, the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops released a pastoral letter on the use of social media, and uh, the title of their document is "Let Your Speech Always Be Gracious." And that is right from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. So the the bishops of Canada uh, have released this document on the use of social media. You can find it online at cccb.ca um, and or probably their social media. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are going to pick apart this document of the uh, Canadian bishops because actually, to be very fair to the CCCB here, uh, there are some great points mm-hmm. in this pastoral letter <laughs> yeah. uh, on social on the use of social media, but I, I think it calls for a greater conversation too from everyone, yeah. right? Yeah. How we use social media, like we were talking last time, when we just get in the rhythm of using social media, and you know, when you start being anonymous or you start being a commenter who attacks things or criticizes things, now that just becomes your norm, yeah. and and we kind of stop to we stop uh, thinking about how we're interacting with people yeah. <laughs> online. So we're gonna break down uh, this pastoral letter on the use of social media. What were your first thoughts around? This document from the CCCB. Yeah, and I, I, like I think we can we can quip a little bit about like maybe some of the irony of you know that this is released by the Canadian Conference of Bishops and like how how actively involved or engaged are are these bishops you know with social media or you know how how much kind of awareness do they have of, of what's going on? But like I think to your point, like uh, even even if this isn't a lot of, like firsthand advice or yeah. you know uh, tried and true, I think if we follow kind of the the recommendations uh, given here the internet would be a better place like i I think i think that they're um even if their expertise isn't kind of the technology that (laughs) underpins this discussion their expertise is you know things like human dignity things like um actually kind of communicating the faith to to other people um the the value of social media as as a tool um a recognition of the danger of it you know displacing a lot of the kind of important human interactions that um, you know, we've we've again as uh, um, if if we're if we're the young people uh, that this is targeted uh, towards, you know, um, you know, it, it has become you know a, a pretty commonplace um, way that we spend our time. So sure, uh, yeah, I, th- I think they rightly kind of call it into question in the way that they do. I think I think yeah, that's that was my first impression too. And there are some bishops like we have our bishop who is pretty pretty um, fluent on social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple other bishops around Canada that I know of uh, that are that are very so on their on the social media and updating their pages and, 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 and regularly on there. But I think as a whole, I think it comes across when I first started reading it, I, I kind of laughed at, I felt like a grandfather at like a, a picnic trying to go down and talk with the teenies, you know? That's kind of <laughs> what I felt like. But, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's the impression that I get with the lingo and the stuff like that. But then what ends up happening is later on in the night... <laughs> 
grandpa's sitting down around the campfire and he has words of wisdom that the teens start going, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it kind of kind of like kind of comes off that like, I don't know about this. And then eventually flows into, oh, oh, this this is a wise old man. And even though his situation doesn't apply or it's not worded in a way that applies directly to me the wisdom from that situation or the wisdom of the words that are coming out of this do apply. Like mm-hmm. you kind of said, like their suggestion of how we interact and how like on social media makes a lot of sense, yeah. you know, it, and, but you can take their words and not just apply it to social media, but in everyday life, you know what yeah. I mean? So that that's the wisdom that they're bringing is just interactions in general. But when we apply it to social media, I think it's going to be a, a good thing. And I'm glad you said that because uh, I think the CCCB, the Canadian bishops have, Two things really against them. Yeah. Uh, number one, I would say no one probably is really interested in hearing uh, about the use of social media to begin with. Like, because because people who are just in the habit of using social media probably don't see it as a problem. No, yeah. uh, or probably don't see the way they're interacting with social media or with other people mm-hmm. is necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that everyone's. I'm not saying that everyone's using it wrong. But I guess I guess I'm saying that most people would say there's not much further reflection for them to do in their social media use. That's the first thing they have going against it. The second thing they have going against it is just the obvious, like like kind of like what you were alluding to, who's turning to the Canadian bishops Mm -hmm. uh, for advice on how to use social media. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, But I'm glad you said that because it's true. As you go along in this document, uh, there are some really wise things uh, being said here mm-hmm. in this document that I, that if if people are are thinking maybe <laughs> why would I have to read it? Yeah, yeah. it's it's worth yeah. giving it a read. I really like actually how they started the whole thing. They started by saying they they, they were quoting Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Uh, he says that the desire to connect with others, whatever the mode, is mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. So. Uh, we and Pope Benedict was saying we find ourselves drawn to other people. So at the root, I guess, of social media is being connected with other people. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing. But with every good thing, can be distorted. Yeah. And I think I think you have to look at it. So if that's if that's the basis, if you're coming off like I don't really have to look at this, I'm going to encourage you and 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 say take every area of my life I have experienced, I can always get better. And so this social media, though, is one of those areas that we talked about before on Exodus 90. I gave up social media for Exodus 90 um, three or four years ago and because it was a requirement of this this thing that we were doing for 90 days. And because of the way that I felt off of social media specifically... I never went back. Mm. So I didn't get back on Instagram. I didn't get back on Facebook. I have Messenger, but Messenger is to connect with my family and family chats and those types of things. But I don't go on I don't go on Facebook. I don't go I specifically because I I I realized I, I was um, detoxed, if you will. I started I, I wasn't on them. I'm a computer professor. Like I, I teach computers and technology and stuff. This is one of my areas of expertise. But getting on social media, I got on it specifically because we were living in Thunder Bay and most of my family lived in North Bay or some lived in like New Zealand and Ottawa and all over the place. And so we got on it as a way to connect and post pictures about my family to my friends back at home and my family back at home. And it was a great, it was great to do that. But it slowly started, I realizing now as I reflect back, it slowly started to take over my life. I started wanting, I started like Picturing and, and and posting specifically 
to get the likes. Like, that, oh, if mm. I post like this, if I do this, if I do this, and getting my family to react in a way that maybe not natural to show off a family life that wasn't necessarily living out the truth um, and things like that. And so we, we went hardcore into it. And I had a lot of likes. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of, like, my March break fun. Fe- I loved it. It was a lot of fun to do. But there was parts where, like, we would spend an hour posing for pictures yeah. that never got just the fa- to get the right just shot. to get the right shot and the yeah. family would ne- like we hated each other at the end of it you know what <laughs> i mean like but but it was so then i realized like at that point coming back and came back to north bay we were living in north bay and we did this thing and i realized i don't need social media anymore mm-hmm. my family's around my family's here and you know mm-hmm. and so getting off of it wow what a what a detox what a why was I on the first place? The, one of the big things that the the Pope said, uh, not the Pope, sorry, the Bishop said that I really like. It, ta- it was talking specifically about church community and talking about how a church should use the social media. But I think it actually applies to all of us. And it says this: if if a church community coordinates its activities through social media and then it leads to the Eucharist together, then it is a resource. The implication that if social media does not lead to more profound physical presence with one another in the large picture. It is no longer a, har- a helpful resource for a Christian life. Hmm. And so realizing that if all you're doing is, is surfing through it and it becomes just a distraction, that's not the way. If you are actually truly connecting through Facebook, that's why like, I took off social media and I'm just a messenger. And part of that is because I, ha- I can have real interactions with mm-hmm. my family, with the guys' nights that yeah. we have going on, those types of things. I can have those interactions that are more fruitful, I'm going to say, or allow me to connect with, with individuals on, versus than just posting pictures of my life or seeing pictures posted about somebody else's mm-hmm. life. I can actually have those interactions. And so for me, that was one of the ways of stepping back was I don't need to just endlessly go through the... Scroll. Scroll. Yeah. Um, and and I do find myself getting on Facebook like every now and then you you type in an app and it's like oh you gotta get through your Facebook and I'm like ah and I get on it and then I see I have a thousand messages and I'm like ah okay log out log out cancel the account you know what I mean again it's yeah. crazy and I think one of the good things about this uh, letter is that it, it doesn't just write off social media no um, that I, and and I think that this is a lot of people's kind of response that is like oh they see they see kids getting kind of sucked into and like. Uh, it becomes their life, and it's like, okay, social media is evil or whatever. But yeah. like, I think, I think the way you're framing it, or uh, yeah. the way the document frames it, is that like, this can be a tool. This yeah. can facilitate real community. This can be kind of a bridge yeah. to genuine, sincere, you know, uh, interpersonal relationships. But it also has the potential to kind of be the obstacle there. Uh, but to your point about like um, that, you don't know if this is kind of directly reaching kind of the people who are going to be it's directly affected. To, yeah, yeah um, that is, a, a, and, and, you know, maybe our purpose here can be to provide a maybe generational bridge um, <laughs> by posting, you know, this this uh, uh, link to this letter on our social media with a TLDR, just, yeah. just, for, <laughs> just yeah. for the kids who don't want to, you know, follow the link and read, um, you know, a 14-page document. It's true, and I, I think um, w- w- there's, there's social media use in general, like mm-hmm. what people's day-to-day use, but it's interesting that the Canadian bishops are commenting on the social media because social media is used in the Catholic world for a, a lot of good and bad. You, you know, like parishes are reaching people mm-hmm. that maybe they wouldn't reach otherwise without the use of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it might be. Uh, but then, like, I'm thinking about, like, discussion groups on Discord, yeah. like where you're pitting more conservative Catholics versus more progressive Catholics. And there's this ongoing battle and Mm -hmm. ongoing arguing that's kind of rather divisive, right, that's going on. So you have these platforms that can be used for good is what the bishops are saying, uh, but there's always something that's trying to distort it, right? 
and I think um, that probably contributes to a lot of the division mm-hmm. amongst Catholics themselves. You know, you see a lot of people criticizing each other, right? Yeah. And and the document talks about seeing, like, realizing the dignity of the people mm-hmm. that you're interacting with. And in some ways, you're desensitized from that. Yeah. When you're looking at your phone, yeah. you're looking at a screen, and you're just responding to a username yeah. rather than a person. A person. Yeah. The the anonymity of the internet um, in a lot of cases like allows us to, you know, depersonalize them or dehumanize them. Mm-hmm. And like uh, somebody gave the example of um, you know, when you're <laughs> like when you're driving in your car and somebody cuts you off and you know, you see these people like screaming at each other through the windows of their cars, like you know, road rage. I'm like, you would never interact with another person. In, in in a face to face way like this, like you you like yeah. you, you would from the safety of your from car, from the safety of your vehicle, <laughs> you know that that's not that's not another human being, right. that's you know some choice word who just cut me off. Um, but it's like the you know the internet and comment sections in these kind of highly polemic arenas and whatever is, is another degree removed. That it's like yeah, and you're talking about so on social media a lot of times people are using their real names. Okay, like this is this is but like in in a Discord chat or you know one of these other places where people are just using handles. You know yeah. these people are completely anonymous. Yeah, this isn't kind of uh, augmenting an an already existing interpersonal relationship. Your only interaction with these people is heavily mediated by technology and you're uh, again you're in this kind of um, uh, impersonal um, environment uh, but uh, you know again to the the, the the point that was made before is like it provides the illusion of community it provides the mm-hmm. illusion of human interaction because you, you know I'm interacting with another person but uh, again it's it's so many degrees removed from that kind of direct human relationship that it, it can become pretty problematic. And I think people have to keep an eye on it because there is, like, if, if someone in their, if someone's looking to deepen their spirituality or mm. to have conversations, let's say more theological conversations, yeah. right, and th- they can't get that through their parish, there are groups, there are yeah. um, groups online where people are having these discussions. Like, if someone mm. wanted to read about, you know, the Vatican II documents or the theology of the body or uh, the church fathers. Like maybe there's not a study group going on in the parish about the church fathers, but certainly there's a group of people on Discord or somewhere that are trying to have this conversation. I know for a fact that there are people who from these conversations have come Mm -hmm. to the Catholic church. You know, there's kind of people coaching them through the teachings of the church, which is is excellent. But you're right. The, The flip side of that is it... It could be an all-out war. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I when you were making that, I was just thinking of the social media posts that I uh, have seen in the past of like the two dogs, like uh, you know, Instagram or something like that. Two dogs going at each other through a fence, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then as soon as the owner like slides the fence back, and then the two dogs are face to face, they're like, Hi. Yeah. yeah, and then he puts the fence back, and they go, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But no, I think I think that when we're talking <laughs> about social media, the other thing that people have to realize now, especially with the age of technology that we're in right now, we have this thing called artificial intelligence. And a lot of these conversations, a lot of these things that are being posted are from bots. They really are. Mm. Um, why would a company pay someone to be there when they can just hire a, um, an AI yeah. uh, or just have AI built for them that can post stuff for them online? And so, and we, and and yes, we can write bots that post to any kind of social media um, and easily enough. And all they do is interact with you. 
positively or negatively depending. Because sometimes it's easier to get a negative reaction than it is to get a positive yeah. reaction. So if all of a sudden you see somebody randomly going on to a very conservative post and posting something very um, progressive in nature of some sort, sometimes that's just to is elicit a response back and forth. Like the, We call it trolling online. I mean, that's yeah. one of those things. Uh, but, but trolling can also be done by bots. Like it's specifically, because mm. sometimes you will reveal a lot more about yourself in this argumentative situation because you're being passionate about and everything else. It does elicit emotion. Whether you fall in love with this person, whether you angry and want to kill this person, whether you like, you like that, those, but those are emotions that are sometimes not felt through other forms of social media anymore. And so people engage in them because they are real to them. Does that make sense? Like, mm. imagine you're sitting there watching TV. One of the reasons why TV, just to bring in TV and social media and everything else, when we see it with our brains, our body doesn't understand that this is not real. Like our body's reaction, so that's why when you're watching a movie, when you're watching when you're uh, you're watching a scary movie, let's say, you're watching a scary movie, you feel the anxiety that the person in the movie's feeling during the scary parts, and the music helps hype it up, and the right. and then the jumpy scary part and everything else, and you feel oh my goodness, and the adrenaline kicks in, yeah. and the, you feel those parts. Same with video games. So when you're playing video games and you're shooting and you're in an act of war of some sorts, like if you're playing Call of Duty or playing uh, Fortnite or whatever the case may be, those are things that are like very real. Or even like farming or Minecraft. like Those are very, I built something. Look at the success that I've just yeah. done. You get the same dopamine hits. You still get the same adrenaline rushes. You still get all that stuff because your brain can't comprehend that you're not the one actually doing this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just your thumbs, if you will. Yeah. And so it comes with that with social media as well. You get the same emotions, you get the same dopamine, but it's not real. It's fake. And so what if you were to take... And now, again, social media is not a bad thing. You can use it, as you said, to, to enter into conversations that you might not have, especially in northern Ontario yeah. as we live here today. You can get into groups and stuff, and, and special interest groups. Those are all really good things, and you can get into some really cool discussions. But it's also, there is um, an unreal... It's it, it's the virtual universe, yeah. right? It, it's, it's still an immersive environment. It yeah. is, yeah, yeah. And uh, like uh, 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 what you were saying, that like in in some cases, like it's you know the 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 social media platform or the tool is kind of unhelpful and can be mm -hmm. destructive. Like in a lot of cases, that the tool itself is benign or the tool itself is qualitatively neutral. That it's like yes. this could be used for good. Uh, or good. And you're saying like uh, somebody who's kind of seeking, wanting to learn more about the faith. You know, the resources that are available on uh, social media, like people you can interact with in, in chat rooms who, you know, um, um, you know, but again, I, I think you gave the example of Vatican II that, you know, somebody going on the internet, you know, looking at, you know, <laughs> looking for, you know, word on fire or, you know, one of these, um, kind of, um, places you can go on YouTube or on social media or whatever that, and, you know, you want information on the second Vatican council, look at the comment section of that video. How, yeah, how many of yeah. the people there are interested in a kind of detailed, nuanced, accurate discussion, discussion. about Vatican II? You'll get you'll get the polemics. You'll get kind of the politically driven um, uh, content. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is that um, you know the actual the actual form itself isn't isn't you know necessarily kind of uh, bad thing, yeah. good or bad. Yeah. But again, I think coming back to the document, I think you really have to apply these 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 principles, which really are kind of principles for good human interaction, good for, uh, you know, positive human discourse. In the first place, they just, you know, apply it to 
an online context, apply it to social media. That again, this this would in some ways kind of sanctify the comment section um, of you know whatever Facebook post or YouTube video or whatever um, kind of content people are engaging with. So, so what are those? What are the, some of the big steps? Yeah, do we want to? Yeah, the the um, in the document it says that yeah. there are seven commitments yeah. that they're asking people to sort of take on or commit to <laughs> when they're using social media, and uh, what I mean, you know, some of them are 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 what you would would expect to hear from uh, the church about the use of social media. Like number one, to use it responsibly. Right, like how many people will, when you when you have this uh, when you have the whole world at your fingertips, like how many people are using it responsibly? Yeah. You know, like what? you say, we're, we're trolling people, we're using fake accounts, we're posting anonymously. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are are using it for immoral reasons. You know, they're posting uh, nude photos or, yeah. or watching pornography or. Um, whatever it might be, right? So to use social media responsibly, I think is what they're saying. They're, they also raise a good point about checking for accuracy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's it. huge. We've, yeah. we've, we've talked about that tons of times. You know, yeah. even if you're talking about a news story, like the, yeah. um, you know, the <laughs> the the social media uh, chain can really quickly become like a bad game of telephone. That it's yeah. like it's you know um, you know this is hearsay this is secondhand this is that you know it can be a lot of work to actually go back to the original source and distinguish between you know what the original source is saying and what this person is posting just because you know they want to get it out there they want it uh, to be quick they want to seem like they're on top of the the news um, that you know if if we are committed to checking for accuracy before we share information. Again, I think the internet would be a much better uh, place. And I think I think that's that's one of the things that on social media it was used for. You're just reading headlines. You're not actually mm-hmm. clicking in and reading the story. Mm-hmm. You're just reading the headlines. So whatever it says in the headlines, Pope says all dogs go to heaven. I mean, we've turned on to that one on and on again. Like, what did he actually say? Let's look at the actual words that he used and the stuff. And 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 like people just get fired up about that. No, he, like, how dare he say that animals go to heaven? Though well, the church teaches this, and like, and they just and they and they and they argue and they comment and they fight about it on the thing. And then you don't actually see. Okay, what did he actually say? What was the actual teaching here? Why did he say it? What was you know? And and, and if you actually look, go back to the source, and everything, you're like, oh, well, this is normal. So whenever I mean, we've talked about this before. Whenever something comes up on social media or on anything else with the Pope and that makes the news and everything else, yeah. we always like, okay, wait five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And try Let's to see. find, oh yeah, what's where? Where is the accuracy in there? Where's the actual source? You know. Yeah. So I I feel like um, you know when those email scams were such a big thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. like this Nigerian prince Has wants mil- to yeah, give you dollars. millions of dollars. Yeah, now. Yeah. You know, you have to explain to your parents you don't you yeah, don't, don't respond do to those yeah. emails or your grandparents, or whatever. And and now you know, so people send me a photo or a video online and i'm just like whoa like yeah. i can't believe it and it's like well no it's an it's an ai like yeah, yeah. Uh, like yeah. it's a something yeah, yeah it's a fake uh, and it's like yeah. so now that's like the new scam right yeah, yeah. so it's like checking for accuracy is 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 going to another level now yeah right you can easily i can i can be honest with you because i teach this stuff you can easily take a video yeah and then put anybody like so take a video of anybody uh, let's say donald trump or elon musk or joe biden or justin trudeau or whoever you want and then you can use ai to easily manipulate the mouth moving and so it looks like they're talking right. and saying and then you can easily from the recordings that are out there get ai to imitate their voice 
And wow. so it sounds like them, and whatever you type on the screen is what the what yeah. what the voice will sound like and say. Um, and it says it just like them in their in their intuitions and their their stuff. Like AI does that all. And so you see a video, and it, we're at that time now. You can still tell at this point that it, like if you look closely, you can still tell there's that yeah. is fake. Um, and then you're like, wait a second, that doesn't make like that head movement with those arm movements doesn't quite make sense with what he's saying. You know what I mean? Um, there's things like that that you can tell through personality. It's not quite there, but. For the most part, like I watched a video on Elon Musk saying something. And I was like, wow, this doesn't sound like him. Like, this is crazy. And then I realized, oh, this is completely fake. And then I went back and watched it again. And so I use that example now in my classes to show how fast and how far AI technology has come. Um, but it is out there. So when you see a video, it's even a video with your own eyes and what you hear isn't necessarily true. Go back to the source. Find out where did he say that? How did he say that? You know, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, uh, the other thing, obviously, they're they're pointing out, which I think we may have mentioned already, is to recognize people's dignity, right? And and that's that's expected. I mean, that should be expected from everyone, but Christians especially, uh, to recognize people's dignity in person and online. Like uh, online, we don't become other people that don't recognize the dignity of our brothers and sisters, right? Um, and contributing to hate or racism or whatever it might be online is uh, totally unacceptable. And so the bishops here are talking about uh, trying to recognize and preserve that dignity of each person. At the uh, near the end of the document, they're talking about pr- there's a, that there's a privilege in encounters in real life. Yeah. Yeah, do, do we do we point out that they don't actually say in real life? They actually use the, <laughs> the social media I, IRL. lingo of IRL. So I, I yeah. did appreciate clever that, use that addition. Yeah, yeah, IRL, and then in brackets, if you're looking at chapter twenty three or paragraph twenty three, it says IRL bracket in real life. Yeah. Well, just to explain to all those people who might not know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I th- but I, I I think the point is is kind of well taken. Um, that you know uh, we can we can spend a huge amount of time, you know, interacting with people, having, you know, uh, relating to people on the internet. Um, and again, um, you know, one of, one of the things, uh, you know, uh, um, an act of mercy is, you know, uh, um, instructing people who, uh, you know, don't know. And like a lot of people, they take this to mean that, you know, you should just correct everything you see on the internet with, <laughs> with your own perspective. Um, yeah. and it just like, there, there, it, it is a kind of misplaced, kind of virtue um, that, you know, people think they're actually doing a real service in trying to, you know, yeah. uh, fact check the entire internet. Um, but again, uh, our time a lot of, in a lot of cases is better spent. So just like I could spend a Tuesday evening on Twitter or I'm just like, oh, this person's wrong about this, this person's wrong. And like, yeah. you know, writing a comment that chances are they're probably not going to read or in, you know, in the case that they do, you're like, oh, that's a good point. I'm just going to delete my post now. Like, yeah. th- that's not <laughs> yeah. likely going to be Happen. the outcome because, yeah. again, it's, uh, in, yeah, in many cases, it's just, you know, put out there to be provocative. But it's like, yeah. okay, to, I, could to spend, elicit a response. I could spend my Tuesday evening doing this or I could, you know, spend my Tuesday evening at RCIA, you know, talking to people, yeah, discussing questions that they actually have. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for me, I mean, the, one of the things is is actually looking at, and I think I shared this on the podcast before uh, last week. But my but like my boys being off of social media, being off those kind of things, it's introduced now a time where they do reading and they do that kind of stuff just before Lent, and 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 now we're doing like Sudoku puzzles together. We're doing all that, and those are things that we're doing separately but together, mm-hmm. and so we are 
egging each other on. We've got this spirit of competitiveness while we're trying to fit who can figure out the best answers. And they have yet to beat me, by the way. But we are we're like, but it is it is a sense like I feel like there's camaraderie there. There's fun, and we're enjoying each other's company for about a half hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's and and it's something that otherwise we would all be sitting in the living room potentially like I, I would be watching TV or movies or whatever else, but they would be on their own social media posts and everything and not communicating at all. We're together, but are we together? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, no, this is, this is like, so there, there are opportunities where that is useful and other opportunities, like opportunities where you can grow. Um, I watch a lot of um, d- uh, things on uh, YouTube and those types of things that, that really do help my spiritual life or I watch them together with my kids and that really does help us grow together as a family as we're watching, learning about bees because we have beekeeping and all this other stuff. Like Those are things. That, but then there's a lot of times I, I watch, like I go down the rabbit hole and there's crap online. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm watching a music video or I'm watching, you know what I mean? And I just kind of sink into like, oh, wow, that's been an hour. Okay, I better go do something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good point. And, uh, and also, like, when when we're constantly on social media, we, we always fall into the trap, I think, just from being with young people and people in general, of desiring things we don't need. Yeah. Like like you're saying like what we what's good is what we have in front of us like time with our family, doing little things that are creative and enjoying that. It's like when we're constantly on social media, we're always seeing like oh look, oh, oh the neighbors are in the Dominican Republic now. How come we never get to go? Or it's like <laughs> oh they just bought this new thing. Oh, we can't afford yeah. that. Or it's like you see that a lot with with young people. It's like they're always desiring something they don't have. And then they start this like poor self image about themselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That like that's, my that's, life sucks and everyone else has a great life. Yeah, that's that's a huge aspect we didn't cover. Like you were saying about like your your early experience with Facebook. It's like okay, well you want to get the perfect picture and you yeah. want to get yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's like again, <laughs> you spend an hour taking the picture and everybody hates each other. At the yeah. end, it's like uh, people who are using social media as kind of this perfectly curated, um, you know, yeah. fake presentation of how good their life is. You know, exactly. if, if you're on kind of the receptive end of that um, and you're just like looking like, okay, this person's doing this, this person's doing, I'm not doing any of this stuff. I'm not that, that like you're, you're measuring your own life against, again, this, this carefully curated artifice yeah. of what everybody else in your kind of community uh, has. And it can be a source of depression. It can be a source of anxiety. It can be, um, again, just, and, and all from measuring your yourself or your own kind of life against a, a fake representation of others. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, um, you know, they close off this document saying that the social media use should, should be for the common good. I think that's a good thing to reflect on. Uh, you know, it, like for people to <laughs> is 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 your use of social media for the common good. Mm. Even I would say even people who don't really interact on social media but just browse are browsing. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> creepers. Know, is it <laughs> I don't creepers? mean that in that way. I mean yeah. I mean that they, they just they, they just sit there, they don't say anything yeah. and then they just creep people online. The, like they just the lurkers. Is that the what, lurkers, uh, lurkers. what Bishop Tom called them? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um th- those even even that are we doing it in a way that's for the common good? Are we pitting groups against each other? Are we filling our our, our minds with things that aren't really good for us? Like yeah. all those mm. things, I think we really have to we really have to reflect on. If anything, this document provides for a good 
uh, a review of how we use social media. Mm. And the other thing that I want to point out there too is because the other thing that just coming from that computer background that just drives me nuts when people don't realize it. Um, from the computer point of view, the, the, why is social media a thing? The biggest thing is for advertisements mm-hmm. and for clickbait. And so that like, because media gets paid depending on how many clicks they get or how many times, even when you're scrolling, if you stop to look at an advertisement, you know what I mean? For 3.2 seconds because you're watching. Oh, that's not really, that's an advertisement. Oh, okay, yeah. keep going. But that 3.2, they get paid for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. There's, the reason why it is is to get, get to plug you with information, but also to get that. But I, here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that that information is used, that data point, that collection is used, but also used in two ways. First of all, they get information about you. Not necessarily specifically Matt Van Milligan, but specifically, oh, there is a, a forty-eight, a forty-year-old male that is stopping at these types of things and everything else. This is what forty-year-old males are looking at and want, or, or you know, that that's attracting their attention when they're stopping. Hey, look, there's a new wood plane or something. You know uh-huh. what I mean? On the other, and so, uh, but they use that information then to create advertisements, right? But the other thing that they do is they also you're being directed by artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. which means that when they come in, they set it up and say, oh, we want you to click more because that's the whole point of it. So we're going to, hey, you clicked on this document about the Pope. You must like documents about the Pope. So we're going to give you more documents about the Pope. So you spend more time here. So you spend more time here. And and, and it it, it does help sometimes. But one of the things that it does, though, is creates a rabbit hole effect. It also politicizes you um, and makes you, so like, so if you were, were clicking and I'm, I'm going to use uh, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, only because they're on t- totally different ends of the spectrum. But let's just say you are a normal person and agreed with some <laughs> policies of one and some policies of the other. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's a normal person, I would say, that looks at, oh, this looks good, this looks good. I don't like this aspect about them or I don't yeah. like this aspect about them on two different sides, right? So you're kind of in the middle of the road, but then you have to make a decision which one you like more yeah. um, to vote. And those are hard decisions, especially in America right now. I don't, I don't envy our American brothers and sisters. But... Uh, if that was the case, what happens is, let's just say all of a sudden I'm reading an article on Donald Trump, and it's positive on Donald Trump uh, and negative towards Joe Biden. I click on that article because something, uh, you know, they're talking about abortion and being a Catholic and everything else. That might be something that interests me. So I, I click on that topic. Well, then the media just, I mean, the the new, the artificial intelligence just realized I clicked on this thing. They don't know if it's about abortion. They don't know if it's jo- yeah. uh, Donald Trump. They don't have a reason why I did. Is it positive Donald Trump and negative Joe Biden? Is that why I clicked on it? What what uh, What's going on here? And so what happens is they keep starting to feed me now similar things, similar yeah, things yeah. on all those fronts. Now I'm clicking on more abortion stuff, let's just say, and, and a very particular view of abortion. It just so happens that Donald Trump is, is tooting that horn now at the same time. So I'm clicking on very similar links with Donald Trump and abortion. Right. And and so now what it starts to politicize me and throw me down a road where now I am a full Donald Trump supporter and there's no other <laughs> word that, you know, yeah, yeah. like they don't realize that's what the social media is do- like that's what the artificial intelligence it it sends you down a rabbit hole yeah. that is really hard to get out of. I I actually specifically only surf incognito now. And what yeah. I mean by that is I surf with private browsing on because it can't track my browsing and it doesn't look at what I browsed before. Not for any other reason other than it can't suggest things for me that is trying to track my my movements. Because I was finding that things were getting too much and it was it was sending me down a path that it, what it was suggest- I didn't like I was like this can't be the only thing in the world right now there's got to be another side to this and then I put on private browsing and I searched the same content and all of this stuff like both sides of the fence now popped up and I was like oh well, this is what I was looking for. I was looking for the whole, like it was sending me down this rabbit hole of, of different things. And if you find yourself, that's what social media does. That's what artificial intelligence, sorry, not social media, but artificial intelligence does through social media. Mm-hmm. So realizing that that's something that is, you are being led by the nose 
down these paths. Mm-hmm. And it's not for any other reason other than the computer's trying to understand you, and this is how it understands you, you know? Yeah. And, and keep you in the system. Uh, like yeah. The, the, the thing I like it. about your analogy yeah. is that it, it presumes the possibility that a radical centrist exists in the internet space in the first place, which is yeah, <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, like, yeah, even like to, to your point, like it doesn't just know what you click; it knows how long you watched each video. Yes. And, and again, it, it it's like a casino; it's designed to keep you away from the exit, you know. And you go further down this rabbit hole, and it becomes more and more of an echo chamber of mm-hmm. you know what you like, but you know, uh, as is often the case, you know what you don't like or what mm-hmm. you're kind of <laughs> disenfranchised about. And it, it Com- tries to keep you in that space to frame advertisements because, again, social media is big, big business. And completely politicize you. I I, I don't understand how... I mean, I do understand. But, like, if you look at it, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I feel like you are one side of the fence or one side of the fence, mm-hmm. uh, the other side of the fence, always. There's no middle ground. It doesn't seem like... I don't think I can get on a website, like, oh, I'm going to go on this website... I have to think in my brain, oh, this is very um, conservative or very progressive. Like, th- those are my mind. As, like, I got to take it with that bias as I'm going into the website. Mm-hmm. But it means, like, everything that I click on, I have to look at it through that lens. Yeah. And there's nothing that's just middle of the road anymore. But part of that is because that's the way, like, it, our world is so politicized yeah. now, one, like, one pole or the other. But it's because of use of artificial intelligence and that kind of stuff. I don't think that the political parties are doing that part on purpose. I think it's just... Uh, what happens because of social media, what happens because of use of computers and um, trying to use computers to make our job easier by like putting us into a rabbit, uh, putting putting us into a box that says, okay, you must only like this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, there you go, because uh, that's what we said, that at least the document is... is is spurring conversation, conversation yeah, <laughs> and it yeah. has. Uh, so the document is called The Pastoral Letter on the Use of Social Media. It's available on the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops website, the cccb.ca. Uh, and so maybe it's a good time during this Lent to review our own social media use to see if we're being responsible, if we're seeing things for uh, uh, for accurate, if we're looking for things for accuracy, if we're seeing the dignity of other people. I would also suggest here quickly uh, that uh, parents are monitoring what, oh, their, yeah. what their Sorry. children are using social media for uh, because of exactly what you said. It just keeps bringing them to what they're looking at and uh, drawing them in more and more deeper into what their likes and how they spend their time. So parents should have a real uh, interest in what their kids are are watching or uh, participating in on social media. That's all the time we have uh, for today. So uh, (laughs) drop us a comment on our social media if you want to uh, (laughs) share your thoughts uh, with us. uh, Or you can email us at askusatthecatholicbuzz.com. So for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz. (laughs) 